Hello, this is Fred Goldstein with Health Innovation Media, and I'm here at the Florida Association of ACOs annual conference in Orlando, and I'm joined by a good friend, Mike, with Universal American. It's great to have you here Thank today. You. Thank you. How's the conference been for you so far? Wonderful. You know, the Florida is sort of the center point for an awful lot of this stuff, right? So we have probably the densest population of Medicare risk contracts in the country, or if it's not the densest, pretty close, some of the most innovative stuff. And then we also have a pretty con pretty high concentration of the ACOs. So you intermingle that and you get a lot of solution set. Yeah, you, Universal American really plays in both spaces, right? Correct. Medicare Correct. Advantage Risk as well as ACOs. So talk a little about the two and what you're doing in that space. Well. Um, we operate 22 Medicare Share Savings programs around the country in joint venture with physician organizations and a hospital or two along the way. We like to say that we have more than one of everything and two of nothing. So everything is unique, everything's local, and then um, and they're all on different points in the continuum. And then in Houston, Dallas, Syracuse, and Maine, we have a Medicare Advantage health plan. And some of that overlaps with some of our ACOs. Uh, and again, it's a continu uh, continuation or a continuum of people taking risk. Anywhere from a little bit of gain share, like the Medicare Trade Savings Program, all the way to a global capitation and some versions of those types of things. And obviously, you know, as we move down that continuum, ultimately many people see us getting to that full global capitation type model. You have experience in that, and you can transfer that experience to the Shared Savings Program folks and bring them some of that expertise so they can figure out how to make some savings? Yes. So there's a couple of different things that as you move, in a, I wouldn't say from and to, but along a continuum that converges, right? The There are some basic tool sets, and I think we all expect them. Care coordination, right place of service versus the wrong place of service, different things of this nature. But then as we start to get into some of the finer elements of population management, Medicare Advantage, there's a process by which they get an ID card, and you know your population. Medicare Insurance Savings, not so much, right. right? And so now how do you use the tools, new tools to the environment to stabilize your population, grow your population, is different than in Medicare Advantage. So there are some similarities, but there are some differences. Um, those, those will converge, as you see, going from track one, uh, upside only, track two, blended. Track three is prospective assignment, so now your denominator is completely under control. Right. Uh, same thing with next gen. Run that forward three, four, five years, and you start wondering how different is the Medicare Advantage space going to be from the next version of uh, accountable care organization. And so in your mind... How different do you see that? Um, six, seven years out, maybe 10% different. I mean, it'd be highly overlapped. Right, so it's essentially moved to what's sort of this prepaid global cap, almost type model that you're running in a Medicare Advantage plan. Now right. the, the ACOs are, are working that because they've got up and downside risk and they've got a population they know right. in, up front, right? So and, and so now you're trying to get the, I'll call it the financing mechanisms. Medicare Advantage is paid on a monthly basis. All these others are shared savings programs that if, again, you compare track one, two, and three, they're retrospectively paid. Next-gen is quasi, not quite prospectively paid, right. but it's settled um, more quickly instead of 
10 months after the close of the year. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking quarterly and right. semi-annual. Way better cash flow, sure. much closer feedback loop. When you close feedback loops, you get better compliance and performance and behavior mm-hmm. change. So this is an ACO conference. Let's talk about your ACOs. How have they done the most recent reports? Uh, we're very pleased uh, with our results. Uh, almost all of our ACOs are uh, generated savings for the government. Most of our ACOs gener- generated savings for themselves. <laughs> uh, we, d- we had several that uh, were below the MSR. We only had one or two that were uh, what CMS would call negative savings. And we've taken some remedial action to make sure that they are, don't stay they don't stay in those statuses anymore. Sure, and I know I saw some of the results, and I think there were some press releases that are on this. You're, when you look at the overall ACOs at a global perspective, most of them struggled. But you, your group, as a se- separate, actually did well compared to the vast majority of right. ACOs in the country. We vastly outperformed the industry. Right. No right. doubt about it. Um, I Why? Or how? Why? Okay. Yeah. So it's called attention to details. Okay. Right? Really studying how a population health program works versus how does a fee-for-service case management so, program work. So... Let's, let's dig a little deeper into that because I okay. think that's a really interesting area. What what are those approaches you did that make it more of that population health-based approach you talked about okay. versus the case management one? First up, and, the, and they're, they're equally important, you have to know your population. That's harder to do than what I just said. And I'll give you an example on a utilization element. Uh, Mrs. McGillicuddy comes to the emergency room and gets admitted. If you know your population, you will know if that is an increase in utilization or an increase in market share. If you're a delivery system, is Mrs. McGillicuddy really yours and therefore a utilization event? So assigned to your ACO or deemed assigned versus, oh, it was the other guys and hey, we just got some more funds into our hospital. Or our hospital or is our population <laughs> getting bigger? Right. right. Okay. So you got and so how do you know those? So we took several different tools and sort of first up, and we've, t- and we've talked about them in the industry, but it's still not there. One of the key tools are these annual illness visits, right? To be able to start to, con- uh, it's not control your denominator, but to be able to know that your denominator is uh, stable. And so knowing who your patients are. So you pushed for people to get their hard. annual wellness visits. Very hard. And you're seeing pretty high percentages now. I know some people are struggling with that. Others have reported some good numbers. Right. So it's binary adoption, mm-hmm. right? Um, the, the practice either gets it and they go into like an 80, 90% AWV completion rate. I don't think you'd ever get to 100. Right. 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 Um, or the practice doesn't get it, and they struggle to get to 25 or 30. And then we come back and say, okay, you're struggling. Here's some additional resources and tools for you to go from 30 to 75 and 80. And now, now you're uh, also at the same time shaping how that, pa- that, how that physician-patient interaction is starting to evolve. So now, now the, the practice is starting to understand patient-centeredness or patient engagement, these types of things, whereas before maybe they didn't. Well, and I think also with the annual Medicare wellness visit, you, you're also gathering a different data set on that patient as part of that visit, which Absolutely. is actually much more of a population health approach type data set about what's going on with them and, and areas you might want to interact with them to prevent future issues. No doubt about it. In fact, um, one of our employees uh, discovered as an advent of an annual wellness 
visit because she was Medicare eligible, that she had breast cancer. Wow. Saved her life. Yep. Annual wellness visit. Absolutely. So preventive care really works. It, you know, there were some studies out that were somewhat complaining that annual wellness visits somehow didn't work. Um, I'm thinking that she would be very helpful, you know, glad to say that they do. Then as to your point as to gaining uh, an understanding of your population, where are they really in the curve of illness and are they uh, risk rising or risk declining? So, because uh, ACOs are resource constrained and if their risk is declining, you really are obligated to the people whose risk are rising to intervene and, and mm -hmm. save their trajectory. Yeah, right? apply the resources over there. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I would go back and say, what was the, the separator between success and failure is physician engagement. If you don't have the culture of physician engagement, you're trying to push that rope up a hill and it's just not going to go. So mm -hmm. physician engagement, patient engagement, and you know, getting your denominator stable, doing all the things that you would expect to do from a care coordination case management perspective on catastrophic care mm -hmm. uh, and, and social interventions and things of this nature. Right. So where does Universal American go from here? We're excited about the future. Uh, we see the next-gen models as a, a, you know, leading the way. Um, we see the track three as sort of a competitive alternative to next-gen. Um, the next, the track three becomes, I don't know if next-gen models are going to come back to track three or track three is going to move into next-gen on that convergent mm -hmm. model. Um, tracks one and two are clearly that runway to those type of solutions. Uh, we think that's all good. You know, we have the, the funds and the perspective and experience to handle risk-based programs and risk-based capital needs and understand the, the uh, you know, how to do the treasury operations to risk management, right. which is different than you do clinical operations for Absolutely. risk management. Absolutely. So as we grow, and this might be something really important for your listening crowd, having a portfolio, right? Do you have, do you have one, sh one stock? No, you have a diversified stock portfolio, right? Okay. Three go up, two go down, you're still in the game, right? We have 22. If somebody goes upside down, we have 21 that are helping right. carry the load. So we think that's a tremendous strength that we bring to the play. So. Well, fantastic. Thanks so much for your time today. It's great you. learning more about Universal American. Thank you.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.